from St. John chapter 19. Just to make a few comments. St. John chapter 19 at verse 16. Then delivered he him unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him on either side one and Jesus in the midst. The phrase from verse 17, he bearing his cross went forth. It is, it is, it is very easy to overlook these words. But what does it what what does it mean what does it mean what is it that the spirit would have here for us jesus bearing his cross went forth went forth to do what to do what he bearing his cross went forth it tells me that the, the Garden of Gethsemane that has been dealt with, that the Lord Jesus here at this point, <clears throat> humanly speaking, had, and I said humanly speaking, has now settled in his mind that there is absolutely no retreat, no returning, no postponement, nothing like this. He went forth. It is, it is said that uh, they took Jesus and led him away. That's on the part of man what they did but we know that it is not so much what man did to the lord and with the lord it is what he did what god did with him and here we see therefore that he bearing his cross went forth we sang earlier on, and we are we in prayer. It was mentioned about the the fact that the Lord Jesus has conquered sin and death and the grave. That's what the Lord Jesus went forth to do. He went forth to conquer sin. He went forth to conquer death. He went forth to conquer the grave. So we, we have that the Lord Jesus, sorry, the Lord Jesus in St. John chapter 5 at verse 30, 36, he did say that he is come to, to finish the work uh, 
He said, for the works which the Father have given me to finish the same works that I do, bear witness of the same work that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. The Lord Jesus went forth to finish the work which the Lord, which God the Father have given him to do. In Hebrews chapter 9, at verse Hebrews chapter 9, at verse, uh, I think it's verse, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26, we are told there, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but no once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the cross, by the sacrifice of himself, that is via the cross. The Lord Jesus went forth to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. You know, the judgment of sin uh, as a result of what the Lord Jesus has done to put away sin, the judgment of sin is not, is, is included here, the judgment of sin, because let us remember now that sin, the root, could not be forgiven. The root sin had to be judged. Uh, but it is not just limited to that. It includes sin and how it affects the effects it has on man, on earth, and also how it affects the heavens. The Lord Jesus has put away sin. And another time we, we might we might have a little more time to open up that, what it means uh, to put away sin. But the Lord Jesus went forth to put away sin. In, in, in the same Hebrews chapter, chapter 2, we see something else that um, the Lord Jesus did. Hebrews chapter 2, at verse 14, it says, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that hath the power of death, that is the devil. He has destroyed the devil. The Lord Jesus, bearing his cross, went forth to destroy the devil. Man could not understand, could not see this. Uh, the world still does not understand this, but we know as held by the Spirit of God that when that little phrase says he went forth, that it is power-packed. It is packed with power. And the Spirit of God would lead us little by little, as it were, into this. You see, Satan was the one who directed man into sin. He, he, I heard a brother recently say that he wields the power of death in man's conscience, and therefore this makes him afraid, makes man afraid, because he holds them in bondage. Only death could annul the power of death, and it must be by the death of a man, because death. Uh, Death came in as a result of man sinning. Man had to offer something. 
But sinful man could not do that. So the Lord Jesus came in and he has destroyed Satan. He has destroyed. So for us, death now is uh, abolished. We have that in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 10. Because before the resurrection of uh, death had, was ruling and was ruling as a wicked master over man. The resurrection indeed is a pledge that all believers will rise from the, from, from the dead to die no more. So at this time, because the Lord Jesus went forth and has abolished death, death is now merely, as it were, a tool to bring us to him. It has become a servant and no longer a master. We have in a, is it in a, in a Corinthians, in Corinthians we are told the question is asked, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? You see, if the believer at the rapture can say those who at the rapture had, uh, had died, at the rapture can say, oh grave, oh, oh grave, where is thy, oh death, where is thy sting? Let me, let me make, let me read that verse to make sure of, of the, of the quotation here. It is in, uh, First Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 55. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? At the rapture, the believer who comes out of death will be able to say, O death, where is thy sting? The believer who, uh, who, 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 no, I, I put it this way. The believer who did not go into death will say, oh, death, where is thy sting? But those who went into death and will raise at that time will say, oh, grave, where is thy sting? Where is thy victory? So the Lord Jesus went into death to conquer death. And so for us, Death is conquered. It is no longer a master. It is more a tool, as someone has, has put it. The devil has led men by way of lawlessness. But in 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, the, the Lord Jesus came and went forth to undo the works of the devil. The Lord is now leading in the path of righteousness. Much more could be, could, be, could be said, but I think it is important for us to understand, brethren, and to delight in that the Lord Jesus went forth to conquer death, the grave, and hell, and Satan. Just to mention these, because we don't have time to, to go into them, but just to mention a, few, mention a few things that, you know, when the heavens was open, you know, 
at the baptism of the Lord Jesus. That is not how the heaven is now. As a result of the Lord Jesus going forth, the heaven, the heaven is now different. What do I mean by that? When the Lord Jesus, when the great, when, when at his baptism, when the heaven was open unto him, there was no purger in heaven. But no, there is a purger in heaven who has wrought salvation for us. Hebrews 1 verse 3. In, in, uh, in same Hebrews 2 verse 10, there is now the captain of our salvation. In Hebrews 2 verse 10, he's in heaven as our captain. In Hebrews 2 verse 18, we are told that he is our helper, he is our succorer. Before the Lord Jesus went forth, there was no succorer, there was no helper in heaven. We are told that he is the apostle and the high priest. Before the Lord Jesus went into death and went forth to conquer death, there was no apostle, there was no high priest. We are told also that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Before that, there was no author and finisher of our faith in heaven. Because all of this is what the Lord Jesus is now in heaven. He's our advocate there also. And as was said some time ago, you know, when as advocate, when the enemy accuses us of things that we have done, and, and so often those things are true, but the, the Lord Jesus as our advocate, he says, put that to my account. He points to the blood and he says, put that to my account. So brethren, the Lord Jesus went forth to conquer, to restore to God that which he took not away. The heaven in Genesis is not the same now. The Lord Jesus is there. A man is in heaven. That had never happened before, that it was it was never so, but now there is a man in heaven. And all of those offices that we mentioned before is wrapped up and tied up in that one man. When he was on earth, we remember, heaven was open unto him. The, the thought of the heavens were, the, were open unto him, meaning that he was the only object on earth, the only reason for the opening. Of the heavens. Well, to us today, in one sense, the heaven is open, not to our, to our natural eyes, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor. May we see him and may we enjoy the fact that Jesus went forth. To man, it was it was it was victory for them. But we know, other than that, Jesus went forth, conquered sin and death and the grave. He is risen now, triumphantly seated in the heavens. And all of these offices that we mentioned before is in him and in him only. May we rejoice in him as we continue in this scene to know that the heaven is open and there is a man there for us. Amen. 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 Amen.